I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, July 14th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. You know, Jay, nothing brings people together more than our mutual fear of the sun, so much so that brands have been built some pretty cutting-edge anti-sun gear. There are half-face masks, sun gloves, personal canopy chairs, or the widest broom hats that we've ever seen. But if you're anything like us, you'll probably just stick to your usual pre-sun routine, applying sunscreen at 8 a.m. and never again throughout the day, or whenever you remember, which is usually on a, a weekly basis. Be pretty sun safe, Jay. I don't know. First, I wear sunglasses religiously outside. I found that at my age, you need to do that. And my eyes get like bright red. Two, I wear a hat almost always, as you know. But also, and I realized this when people started to say I looked younger than my actual age, is that I actually wear sunscreen every day on my face and have for almost 25 years. So yeah, yeah I'm going to live, my face is going to look great forever. Yeah, I'm, uh, I try to be pretty sun safe. You know, for a long time, I wasn't because I'm of a darker tone, skin tone. And so I wouldn't burn easily, which made me feel like I didn't need to do much. But for the exact same reasons that you just mentioned, in particular, with the aging, I'm trying to be a bit more sun safe. So I'm putting sunscreen on more, more religiously now. Well, I am imparting my wisdom. Yeah, young one. it's not the first time. <laughs> Brett, aside from our respective sun routines, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, port strike coming to an end. For our second story, blame the Hollywood strike on AI. And for our last story, Canadian car costs are soaring. For our first story, another strike is over. Brett, which one is this and how is it over? So after nearly two weeks of striking, the union representing BC port workers reached a tentative four-year deal with employers to reopen Canada's westernmost ports. The sides signed the agreement drafted by a federally mandated mediator with just 10 minutes to spare before a deadline that would have dragged on negotiations even further. Now, the exact terms of the deal have not yet been disclosed, but it likely involves fairly hefty wage increases for port workers and potentially protection from increased automation. And it matters because the strike was estimated to have cost the Canadian economy $9.7 billion per the president of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, or roughly $746 million a day. The strike ate into the GDP by disrupting Canada's biggest port and causing retail rail trade to the U.S., our biggest trade partner, to drop by 46%, but also had other side effects like drastically cutting imports, causing a ripple effect from small business. Workers want to get back to work ASAP, but with 63,000 shipping containers waiting to be unloaded, the CFIB believes it will take months to untangle the supply chain backlogs. For our second story, for the first time in 63 years, Hollywood actors and writers are striking at the same time. It's an almost unheard of event driven by the unprecedented advances of AI and streaming. The union representing about 160,000 Hollywood film and TV actors is on strike after failing to reach a new deal with the AMPTP, the body representing the studios. So they will join the picket line with the professionals who write their lines, the members of the Writers Guild of America who have been striking since the start of May. And it's happening because of AI, like in seemingly every other industry this year, has been seen as a disruptive force and is reportedly a major sticking point in getting new deals done. The Actors Union is looking for AI protections, fearing their digital likenesses will be used without permission or compensation, which is allegedly already happening. The Writers Union, for their part, is looking for full-scale regulation of AI, including guarantees that AI can't write literary material and material covered by the agreement can't be used to train AI in large language models. Both groups are also demanding increases for residuals, a vital source of income for writers and actors that has been decimated by the advent of streaming. 
And it matters because, well, the perfect time to catch up on stuff. Without actors, basically anything that's not reality TV or a non-union independent production will come to a halt. The strike also stops actors from hitting the circuit to promote projects, meaning no new Hot Ones episodes or awkward red carpet interviews for the foreseeable future. The bottom line is... Experts agree this is different than past Hollywood strikes, both in the unique demands, the solidarity between the unions, and the aggressive response from the studios. One executive told Deadline about the writer's strike that the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and houses. Sounds bleak. It's pretty dark. Right now, it seems that both sides are pretty far apart on deals. We'll see who bends first, studios who need to put out new content or actors and writers who need to work to make rent. For our third and final story this week, looking to buy a car with prices like these, we'd recommend walking or biking. Brett, what is going on with car prices? I did the opposite of that. Prices for new and used cars in Canada are skyrocketing, and you can thank pandemic-era factory delays, rising manufacturing costs, high demand, and even higher interest rates for inflating the cost of hitting the open road. This is per the Globe and Mail. On average, Canadians are paying the same amount for a used vehicle today as they were paying for driving a shiny new car off the lot pre-pandemic, about $35,000 per car. Now, per the Globe and Mail's Rob Carrick, the average monthly loan payment for a new vehicle is about $880, and almost 30% of borrowers are paying $1,000 or more. Ouch. It matters because high car prices could bite both buyers and lenders. High interest rates could stick borrowers with loans that quickly become worth way more than their vehicles that the loan is out on, and lenders might be stuck with a growing number of borrowers defaulting on their car loans. The bottom line is, with high borrowing costs and new carbon tax coming into play that will drive up gas prices and an insatiable demand among Canadians not to walk, it's definitely not a great time to buy a car. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett, and have a great, safe weekend, Peak Pals. Wait.